Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell. Um, we are having some technical difficulties, so I appreciate it. If you guys just hold the line for a few more minutes, I'm trying to work out. We're having problems with our uh, switchboard, so I'm trying to get it so that we can bring our guest on. Um, and our guest tonight is Leanne Mosley. So, again, please hold tight for a few more minutes as we try to work out our technical issues. Thank you. Leanne, are you there? I am. Okay, great. I apologize for that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We're having problems with our um, switchboard connection, but we're all here, so thank you for joining us tonight. And thank you guys, who, um, for those of you who tuned in tonight uh, with us. And I'm just going to not waste any more time and turn it over to Denise, who has some beauty news for us. Okay, I'll make it quick because we've already lost some time. But good evening, everyone, and again, welcome to the show and welcome to uh, the beauty news. Just very quickly, I wanted to give you a couple of things tonight. Um, I'm sorry, I just just lost it. Sorry. Uh, The Professional Beauty Association, of course, is sponsoring uh, PBA uh, Beauty Week, July 8th through 11th at the Mandalay Bay Resort Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, You can join them at uh, PBA uh, Beauty Week. The advanced pricing tickets um, ended on this past Friday, but you can still get tickets by going to probeauty.org. The Professional Beauty Association is proud to host Beauty Week, North America's largest, most inclusive beauty event, offering unlimited networking, education, and professional growth opportunities to all sectors of the beauty industry. Don't miss the North American Hairstyling Awards and PBA's Business Forum speakers, including keynote speaker Magic Johnson. Again, that takes place July 8th through 11th at the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. And if you own a hair salon, 
uh, Retin Salon Success Kit is going to be something uh, special to have and to get involved with. Um, it's basically reaching out to salons to help them with their um, social media uh, campaigns. Now, the Retin Salon Success Kit has all the resources and education you need to optimize and modernize your salon's social media presence all in one place, RetinPro.com. They provide solutions for every level of experience, whether you're new to social media or a social media star. If you're a social media newbie, the Facebook Content Creator 2.0 will be for you. Uh, professionally created and curated Reckon content, um, new expanded categories to support hair care, color, and styling, and images, tips, and videos shared directly to your salon's Facebook page. Um, they'll basically post the content for you. If you're ready for the next level, um, social media for dummy suite. Learn how to create content that adds value, that adds value. Understand and utilize social media advertising and analytics. Use the four R's to grow your business, retain, rebook, referral, retail. And then coming soon is quick how-to videos that show you easy tips to win on social media. Okay, if you're already a posting pro, Marketing Nuts Social Media Marketing Agency, <laughs> where, you can, where you can receive customized program, a customized program designed to meet your salon's needs, a full-service social media agency that will help with everything from content creation to community management, access to an e-learning portal where you can learn about the latest social uh, networks and unique programs proven to help your business succeed. Um, they're customized, they offer customized on-site training uh, with their co-founder, Pam Moore. You can visit redkinpro.com forward slash business today to get started. And I'll leave it there, and I'll say whatever else I have. I did have a um, um, a little bit more on social media, but I'll save that for uh, next week. I just want to make sure we have more time for our guests. All right. Thank you very much. And, again, welcome to the show, Leanne Mosley. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So a couple of weeks ago, we're at IMAX London. I happened to sit in um, on your session, and I really enjoyed what I saw, so I wanted to make sure I had the opportunity to speak with you and uh, invite you to come on the show. So, again, I thank you for being here. Um, why don't we start the conversation off with uh, just you introducing yourself to our listening audience and telling us um, what inspired you to become a makeup artist? Uh, sure. Well, I'm uh, Leanne Mosley. I'm a Canadian makeup artist from Calgary, Alberta, and I've been in the industry for about 10 years now and a body painter for the last three or four. That's kind of what I've become known for, more so in the artistry community. So you start. You became a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. And then within the last within the last three or four, you've been body painting. How did that start? Oh man! Well, uh, I've always enjoyed body painting and face painting, but it became more of a uh, forerunner for my career when uh, my brother posted a look that I did on Reddit, and it went viral overnight. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And it just took off from yeah. there. Um, and did, I was listening yeah. to my. I was I was listening to my sister when she was reading the news and she's talking about the the uh, social media stars and I noticed that on your um your business card you have makeup artist and internet legend is is that 
does that have a lot to do with the you know with your title internet legend from you know your brother posting your work on Reddit? Is that how it all started? Yeah, I think just because it's kind of like it's like a hat tip towards the fact that you know I kind of got my start um, through the internet essentially through doing pop mm-hmm. culture. Um, makeup looks, um, nerd art, that sort of thing, and then also the online community that really helped to support me to grow me to where I am today. Nice. How does how has the internet and social media in particular helped your career as a makeup artist? Well, I would say that it gave me a great platform to sort of share my art in a place where, you know, people of all sorts could come through and sort of see what they liked. And if they enjoyed it, they could come and hang around. I mean, social media for me is it started out kind of with Instagram and then it went into things like, you know, Reddit and nine gag and all those other sort of, you know, funny picture sites that help to, you know, sort of share my artwork. And then also through platforms like Twitch, which is like a gaming and live streaming app that I, you know, I'm able to connect with my fans. Gotcha. Now, I've heard of Reddit, but I'm not not too familiar with it. Um, <laughs> it sounds like it. You a, want to think of it, it as a great place for makeup the, the place where all things internet are born. <laughs> it's it's any, anything funny you've seen online, any any pictures, any funny videos. That's that's like the birthplace of most of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you you went from what type of makeup were you doing before you started in uh, the body painting? Just beauty makeup. I mean, like fashion makeup, you know, weddings, grads, anything anything I could do makeup-wise, essentially, I was doing. Um, For Halloween, I would dabble a little bit in face and body art, but it really didn't become a focus until a couple of years ago. Gotcha. So what kind of what kind of advice would you give someone who who's just starting out in in face and body painting? Where you know um, if they, they've started out doing beauty and they decide you know this is something they want to get into, what, how would you advise them? I would say, I mean, try and build a, a great online portfolio. You know, make sure your website is up to date. Make sure that you're always creating new content because that's really the best way to show people, you know, what you can do and, and, and what your what your style is. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely focus on finding something that is unique to you um, just because, I mean, it, it's a little bit of both worlds, right? I mean, I, I, I find that it's really important to have a unique style that's sort of your own that really sets you apart mm-hmm. from everybody else, but also make sure that you're diverse and able to create different things. Does that kind of make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> Now I'm sitting here thinking, like you're saying, you know, make you know your social media presence, and you're having a great website. So, you know how on the beauty side of things, or even in bridal, um, we know it's important to have great photography. Um, yes, I'm sure it's important to have great photography in your in body makeup. But, you know, there are some photographers who are not interested in photographing that that type of thing. How does one build? a portfolio or, you know, or build enough pictures up to put on a website um, when it comes to body art? I mean, I find, I I don't know, I haven't haven't had that experience with photographers not wanting to work with body art. I mean, I find, if anything, they're more interested in it because it is so different from, you know, the regular beauty makeup and that sort of thing. So I guess it's finding people, you know, within your community that have kind of the same 
interests as you, you know, they, or they see something in your art. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. ways to utilize social media now, whether it be through Facebook groups or through Instagram or anything else like that, where you can connect with different photographers or different artists that are happy to collaborate and help to build your portfolio. Cause everybody just wants to work together. I mean, I find that's just a big part of the art community and that's how we all build each other up. Right. It's by collaborating. Right. Exactly. So in your opinion, what makes a great makeup artist? Oh, somebody who isn't afraid to try new things. I mean, definitely somebody who has their focus and is able to sort of create their own unique style to them, but also someone who isn't afraid to try everything, whether it be special effects or beauty makeup or body painting or mixed media or anything, you know, just to help diversify their own art and find their own sort of groove in life. Because once you find that, I think you find your passion and that really helps to sort of set you apart from everybody else. Absolutely. I totally agree. And you remember the the show, the competition show, Face Off? Yes. And it, and it still comes on. Is that correct? Is it still is Oh, it yeah, still it's still on? alive and running. Okay. They, just had the, they just had their all-stars. I was obsessed with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a well, great example of people being diverse artists, right? I mean, they exactly. do everything. They do mold making. Exactly. They do body painting. They do beauty makeup. Like it, And it all becomes their own sort of thing. And I find, like – as a lot of people sort of go on within the artistry community, sometimes it's nice to be able to only rely on yourself when it comes to certain projects, mm-hmm. just because then you can go and you can do it. You know, say you want to create something instead of waiting for somebody else to build something for you or for somebody else to sew something for you by becoming that diverse, you know, multifaceted artist, you don't really need to lean on anyone. You can create these things yourself. I mean, I take Absolutely. a lot of my own pictures and stuff now too. Right. So it's, it's, Obviously, collaborating is huge and working with other artists, but also learning to be your own independent source. Right. So you don't have to wait on anybody and depend on anybody. You know, because sometimes, yeah, when, mean, you have to, sometimes when you have to depend on people and wait on people, it slows down the process, you know, and you're you're not oh, doing the things that you need to do. Yeah, or sometimes you're just so inspired, you don't have the time to wait on anybody else, and you just want to get right. things going without even having to even have that conversation. You know, like it's exhausting just to reach out to somebody else when you're ready to just get it done right now. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. I totally agree. And back to Face Off, yeah. um, that's exactly what I was um, going to say was that that's the one thing that I loved about that show is because, you know, you have you, they had to know all these things, you know. They had to be great painters and sculptors and everything. And, you know, as you saw, you know, some people were better at certain things than others, you know, where where yeah. some may have been better with painting, somebody else may have been better with aging or something like that. But they're yeah. all-around artists. Yeah, for sure. And, and even if you're not a, you know, even if you're not perfect at everything, even if you have a basic knowledge of, you know, a little bit of everything, that can really pull a project together. And all those little mistakes can really make it unique and beautiful too, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, sometimes I remember years ago when um, I first started dibbling and dabbling in um, face painting. And I had this this uh, other face painter. She came to town and a friend of mine, we both took her class. <laughs> and the both of us... <laughs> We were kind of struggling a bit because this woman was like she would she wanted everything perfect, and so we were thinking, you know, if we don't get our lines exactly how she says, then it's not right, 
And I'm sure we've all yep. been in a class with somebody who's like that. So fast forward to, uh, I think this other this other woman was um, a friend of hers, and we went to her, and they were having a little jam, and we came in, and she was teaching, and I was watching just how nothing of hers was perfect at all. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Because To me, it was really cool because her work looked amazing, and yet there was nothing perfect about it. And I, yes. it, just, it just freed it freed me a little bit because it's like, you know what, the thing is not being perfect, it's just doing it. And we found out later that she um, she's colorblind. Oh, crazy. Right. So I'm saying to myself, this woman is colorblind, and her work is amazing. And here we are stumbling over everything because we are trying to be perfect like the other person taught. And so I just, you know, what I learned from that is that it doesn't have to be perfect, and there's also beauty in the flaws. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think most of um, us will find that sometimes the biggest mistakes we make in a piece or whatever that are, like are trying to sort of make up for that or just leaving it as mm-hmm. is it often becomes a favorite part of the piece. Mhm. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Um what is your process when you're getting ready to do like a body paint project? What is your process, you know, from preparation to actually executing it? A lot of stress. Um, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of hyperventilating, but, um, no, uh, a lot of what I do, I like, I'm a, I'm a pretty free person when it comes to my art. I mean, and I find a lot of, you know, brands find that a little funny when they work with me because a lot of people like to sort of plan and everything sort of set out in advance and I'm kind of a just be free and wing it kind of girl. So a lot of what I do is just, you know, going around searching up different, you know, textures that I like, colors, you know, a lot of what I do is character. So a lot of that is sort of set out already for me. Um, I know the, I know the products that I like and enjoy. So it's become kind of second nature to me that there really isn't that big of a a preparation process other than just, you know, the normal finding a model, you know, setting out the time, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing, and then just delving right into it. So I'm not, I'm not that difficult to please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of products, what are some of the products that you enjoy using? Oh man, um, I love the Krylon Aquacolor. That was like the very first yeah. body paint like splurge that I made for myself, and it was like this great little six color palette of all the primary colors. And I used it until there was nothing left, <laughs> <laughs> and that's been my main one since since then. Um, I like the the Wolf Hydrocolor um, paints for mm-hmm. detail work. I use mostly their black and white, like a lot of people do. Um, right. I use the Ben Nye Aqua Color, or yeah, the sorry, the Pro Air airbrush paint. I use their um, cake makeups as well. I really like their reds. That's one of my favorite reds to use. Um, what else? Man, a little bit of everything. I mean, it's it's like anything else, right? You have your favorite brands, but each brand has products that are really awesome and not so awesome. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think I've named most of the main ones that I like to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, you, it's, it's pretty. Like, body painting can be pretty basic product wise. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> you mentioned airbrushing. Um, when you're doing a body painting, are you often mixing airbrushing with also uh, painting by hand? 
Uh, yeah, over the last couple of years, I have. Originally, when, we, when I first started body painting, everything was by hand, and I was finding that, you know, I could, do, like, because it was, I was so new to it, and my, my timing wasn't that quick, and the fact that I was doing it all by hand, I was doing, you know, a half body, and it would be taking me eight hours. So I definitely mm-hmm. needed to pick up on airbrushing, because that just isn't fair to anybody involved. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be taking that long. You know, especially if you're doing something, you know, for a corporate event or for a show or for a Comic-Con, like, you can't have people standing around that long because the show will be over before the project is done. (laughs) Although I can't say that my projects don't take that long still. It's just now it's become a process of now I have the airbrushing. I get the base color down a lot faster. I get my, you know, sheeting and my contouring in a lot faster. But then I end up spending more time on details because I filled it in so quickly. So I think... (laughs) Right, right. I can't do it faster as a result of having the airbrush, but do I necessarily? Not so much. <laughs> right. Well, a few minutes ago I was talking about the, the the differences between the two teachers. How important is it to, um, especially if you're doing this professionally, how important is it to have your work perfect? So, for instance, okay, we're not talking about a face-off competition, yeah. You just mentioned, you just mentioned, um, you know, like a corporate event, or let's say that there's a party or of some sort, and someone, you know, wants a few models with body paint. How important is it for your work to be perfect, or is it a situation where we could be like the second teacher and just get it done, and not worry so much about the little mistakes here and there? I mean, I feel like it depends on each individual, right? I mean, it's our own level of perfection. Um, I think that it can be quite like the second teacher where you can get it done because more often than not, your lines are your lines. You know, your creation is your creation. It doesn't matter if you've got four hours or if you've got two hours. You know, there may be little details here and there that may not be added in the same thing, but overall the general vision will be the same. So. I think as long as you're happy with the project and you feel like, you know, you've done the best that you can or that, you you know, it's it's come out in that right vision for you, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done projects where I've had, you know, 10 hours to finish it, and it's to me, has looked similar to projects that I've spent, you know, six hours doing. So it depends on, right. like, your own sort of happiness in it, right? Because like any other artist, you can spend hours and hours on something and not be happy. And you mean it's nothing's ever really finished, right? I mean, it just gets to the point where you put the brush down and walk away. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What does a model do for 10 hours? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Well, I mean, more often than not, like a lot of my social media, a lot of the stuff that I do is on myself. So when you think of uh, these 10-hour paints, I mean, I'm including all the 10 million stress outbreaks that I, I, I tend to have during these projects. So it's probably more like, seven hours of painting and three hours of stress <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> and fresh air breaks and just you know just taking just taking a, a breath and coming back to it because I think like anybody else when you sort of delve into a project and you're sitting there and you're stressing over it and you're looking at that one spot say on a leg or an arm it's easy to kind of get caught up and you need to take that step back and look at it from a from a safe space and be like okay this is good I need to move on to this now you know <laughs> right Right. Now, earlier I asked you, uh, what, do you what do you think makes a great makeup artist? Um, does your answer that you answered before also apply to body painters? What makes a great body painter? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, because like, body painting can be so vast. I mean, you can do 
you know, more the pop art or you can do something a little bit more like fashion directed. You can do, you know, clothing. You can do so many different things with body painting. So I think it's important to try everything, whether it be, you know, painting clothing or doing something abstract or doing something more, you know, avant-garde or macabre, you know, just anything. Because it really helps right. you to find a style, you know, like you'll you'll find something that you fall in love with and then the rest of it will fall away. But it's important to try a little bit of everything because I think you'll get bored quite quickly if you don't. Right, exactly. Let me ask this, let me ask this question. Where does the body uh, paint community live? I mean, I know you can find um, people on Facebook and some of the, you know, the, the group pages and uh, things like that. And, I'm, you know, I'm sure there are different uh, conventions and things like that. But where does the um, body painting community live? If there, was, if there was someone who wanted to become a body painter, like, where do they go for, you know, as a resource? Or who do they reach out to? You know, that's it's such a good question. And it, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure. Like, because I fell into things so so perfectly, you know. Like, I was lucky enough to, to get a lot of, you know, online support very quickly by having, you know, my stuff go viral. And so I was lucky mm-hmm. enough to have people reach out to me and sort of invite me into the community. But I uh-huh. do find that, like, even here in Calgary, like, I hadn't realized that there was such a huge face and body art community within my city. Like, I didn't know. I thought it was such a a, a one-off thing, you know, that it was some, either something somebody did sort of for fun at kids' birthday parties or something they did, you know, for their own enjoyment, but never as, you know, a profession. But then as soon as all this stuff happened for me, I found out there was a, like, huge underground body painting community here just in Calgary alone where there'd be jam sessions, you know, girls getting together and just doing whatever and, you know, sharing tips and tricks. And I just thought it was so cool. So, I mean, I mean, in terms of the world, I mean, you could always go to like the body painting festival in Austria. I know that's a huge sort of place for artists to compete and get to know each other and that sort of thing. Um, Online, it's become a bigger deal for sure. Like on Instagram, like you'll definitely see a lot more YouTubers and stuff in the last six years or so that I've been focusing more on characters and body paint and that sort of thing. Cause it kind of does tie in with makeup, right? I mean, when you're creating a right. character, body kind of comes into that too. So I think it all right. like the whole world and together, body painting, makeup, you know, whether it be fashion or, you know, characters or anything else like that, it all does kind of tie into each other. So I think once you're in kind of one section, you find other artists that are sort of into that and they introduce you to that too. So I think it's just finding that social community, whether it be, you know, other artists that you know locally, finding a way in that way or even creating your own community because when you create a space, they will come, right? Right. That's true. That's so true. Can you share with us at least three things that every body painter um, should know? Oh, boy. Um... (laughs) I feel so funny answering questions like this because being a self-taught artist, I feel almost like a, a phony oh, answering you. these questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, but, no, um, not, I mean, just, just not really. I mean, <laughs> not, not really because, you, I mean, you had to discover on your own. So, I mean, I think that's probably a more legit answer than someone who, you know, had someone to teach them. You had to, you know. Make the mistakes on That's your true. own. That's true. Definitely, I definitely struggled through some huge mistakes to get where I am. <laughs> so um, I think, I mean, a lot of it is chemistry. You know, like it's the the science behind the makeup, making sure that, I mean, 
I had to do like a lot of researching and stuff and Googling and what have you to just sort of figure out what was best when doing a body paint, whether it be like products and that sort of thing. So um, I think the first sort of recommendation is of course, making sure that you've got like a clean sanitized surface. So making sure that you're wiping down your model with, you know, a cosmetic grade alcohol to get rid of any kind of lotions or oils or anything like that on the skin. Cause it really can change the chemistry of the makeup. If a person is wearing a deodorant or they're wearing a body lotion or an oil underneath, and then that changes the longevity of the makeup or it can make it crack, which can be really frustrating mm-hmm. as time goes on when you find that you're, you know, adding all these hours into a makeup and then all of a sudden, you know, because of X, Y, and Z, it's not lasting anymore. It's starting to crack or you're having these issues with product and it turns out it's not product. It's, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. oil breaking down the makeup from underneath. It's eating it from the inside out. Um, so that's a huge thing, I think, for sure. Um, it's finding, you know, finding the right person to work with as a model too. I mean, you can find people that are beautiful and wonderful and everything else like that, but you need somebody who's really capable of committing to that piece as much as you are, you know, more than just mm-hmm. being just a pretty face. Somebody who's committed to, you know, standing there for X amount of hours and, you know, they know that all the time and work that goes into that project because there's nothing more frustrating than somebody who's complaining the whole time or, you know, <laughs> fidgeting a right. lot. And it can make the process a lot longer, right? So it's finding that right sort of emotional connection with that model too. I mean, I had a model, um, his name is uh, Will Dove, and he was like my muse for a couple of years. Like he was an older man, very fit model, you know, but he was committed to the art. He played a little bit in makeup himself. And so he understood kind of what went into it. And that's what made him such an amazing model because he could stand there for hours. And, you know, I'd say you need to take a break and he'd go, no, like we're almost done. You can do this. So it's, that's really right. important. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for a third, I mean, not so much with like products or learning how to body paint, but I think it's really important to be social and, you know, kind of instead of sitting at home and waiting for somebody to discover you to go out and share your work with other people, whether it be on social media or reaching out to agencies or reaching out to brands or anything else like that, because you can sit at home and wait forever and it doesn't necessarily mean someone's going to come across your work, but you know, the more you put it out there and the more you, you share it and the more you, you know, show that you're the one that wants to be in this, the more likely you're going to get discovered. Right. Absolutely. You know, when you were talking, I thought back to, um, I think it was about 2007, I believe. My sister and I had done this. um, Oh, my God. I was going to mention that. In Los Angeles for our cosmetics (laughs) line. And we had this big event going on, and we wanted to have, um, you know, some models body painted. And The the girl that we found, um, and I forgot where we got this model from, but anyway, the girl that we found to be the model, she was all for it. Um, we brought in this makeup artist to do the body paint. She did a wonderful job. And then after, you know, she finished, the girl who was the model, you know, like she, I can't remember if we just had her standing somewhere. I don't know if we, if she, she had a certain of, thing that was, she had to do. But there was like a felt, there was like a section outside of the VIP area that was kind of elevated, so we kind of yeah. had her on on that, just kind of like walking back and forth and and whatever. And and mind you, the the event took place in like one of the hottest nightclubs in LA at the time. <laughs> right. So and I mean there were all these celebrities coming in there and everything, and she just 
felt so, after a while, she was just so uncomfortable. And mm. so when you were talking about finding the right model, you know, some people will say, yes, you know, I want to be the model because they, cause they, they like the whole idea of, you know, the body painting. But then when it actually comes down to it and you have to paint their nude body and yeah. they stand in front of all these people yes. in their nude body, even though it's covered yep. in paint, you know, yeah. I guess it starts going through their heads and what have you. So you have to really find a model who's comfortable with their body, and they're they're Absolutely. comfortable with showing their body. Yes, you know. Um, but it was it was yeah, just they got to have like, that you energy know, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She did it for a little while, and then she just <laughs> she was just out. She couldn't do it. She's done. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> she definitely was happened. Done. Yeah, that definitely happens. <laughs> so it's definitely important to finding uh, the perfect model. Tell us, um, yeah. what inspires what inspires you to create? Oh man, everything. I mean, like sometimes I'll be out at a restaurant and I'll see like a really cool label on a wine bottle. I'm like, man, that'd be a cool design, you know. Or I just mm-hmm. I've always been into makeup. I've always been into you know that sort of self-expression of like fashion and makeup and hair and that sort of thing. So I think it, body painting mm-hmm. has kind of just been like an extension of that, of, you know, playing dress up or, you know, playing costume or anything else like that. So mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. just all of it, it, it inspires me, you know, like if I'll see a new character on like a movie or I'll see, you know, a new comic book character, an old one or anything really. I mean, it's, I think when you have that kind of drive, for mm-hmm. makeup, anything and everything inspires you, you know, you just need to get back and, and, and play with your products. I mean, even just seeing a new paint color would be like, oh, man, I need to do something with that, you know, and it just becomes something new. I think any right. girl that's walked into Sephora can understand that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So what's, what's the beauty scene like in Calgary? What are, what are women uh, doing? Think- I think it's like any other sort of North American city. I mean, Calgary is it's a bit of a, I guess we've been seen as kind of like a, a Western town just because we have Calgary Stampede and everything else like that. So it's very, you know, jeans and a button down shirt, you know, natural makeup or like, it's like mm-hmm. anything else. You'll see the girls with just like a little bit of makeup or you'll see the girls with a full on contour highlight, winged eyeliner, you oh. know. Gotcha. filled in brows so it's it's a little bit of each but I find mostly it's people dabble more on the natural side everybody wants that sort of gooey glowy skin right like I woke up like this type of thing <laughs> exactly yeah that effortless uh, you know effortless but effortful makeup <laughs> right <laughs> who are you are there, you know there are loads of body painters out there um, are there any body painters out there that you're most inspired by? Oh, tons. Um, I'm really inspired, and I, I really pray that I'm not saying her name wrong. Um, Nelly Resha? Resha? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a French body painter. Um, anyway, she's amazing. Uh, she was in Makeup Artist Magazine, I think, last year for her London IMATS look. And I ran into her, actually, at London IMATS in the bathroom when she was adjusting her model's sort of latex outfit and hyperventilated a little bit because I'm a big fan of her work. (laughs) 
Um, I also like uh, Josh Council. He's a uh, airbrush artist um, in the states. There, I forget where exactly, but the man is like a god with an airbrush gun. So I would definitely recommend checking him out. Um, I'm also into a lot of sort of drag artists. So I like I love RuPaul and I love Matthew Anderson. Um, I mean, yeah, drag queens inspire me endlessly. <laughs> so. um, there was this body painter out of London, and she used to come to IMAX LA um, often, and this was some years ago, and I'm trying to remember her name because she did a DVD, um, and I remember back then I just had to have this DVD. Oh, man, I can't. I cannot remember her name. I'll, I'll bring it up again <laughs> once I... Uh, figure out her name. You'll remember it sometime uh, tonight, just before you go to bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I'll have to send you a tweet or an email. <laughs> um, yeah, so I can check her out. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to just, you know, ask if you'd ever heard of her, but I'm just, I'm going blank on her, uh, on her name. Um, as soon as you're asked, that, asked that, right? I mean, I could probably name a million different people that I enjoy their artwork, but right now my brain is dead. <laughs> Right, exactly. When when somebody asks you, you go blank. <laughs> exactly. Um, Put on the spot. <laughs> is there anything or any idea that you have that you've never created that you, you're just dying to do? I mean, I definitely want to work more on my realism, and I want to work more on sort of learning how to do special effects and mold making more so than oh, other okay. things in body painting. I mean, definitely want to continue mm-hmm. on with my body art and grow it and change it, but I think kind of the next step for me is I want to learn how to make real physical monsters, because a lot of the reason, you know, that I had created a lot of these two-dimensional characters was because I didn't have the costumes or the props or anything else, so I just sort of figured I would paint it on. So now I kind of want to take right. it to that next level and be able to make these things myself and be that real around it well-rounded artists that I was mentioning before that can do all these things and not need necessarily the help of others. Obviously still right. needing the help of others because, you know, collaboration is key in creating, you know, really beautiful and unique projects, but I'd really like to be able to be that self-sufficient artist too. Are you going to teach yourself this? Um, I actually have a friend who, uh, who does like more of that special effects side. Like he does it more in cosplay. Like right now he's building this, uh, uh, video game character from like I don't know video game character sorry it's like a like a board game Warhammer 40k anyway mm-hmm. it's this gigantic huge like latex costume it's like eight foot long and six foot tall and anyway he knows how to make all these things and I'm going to be watching him endlessly and start, trying to learn what I can from that nice nice yeah. nice nice um so speaking of watching and learning what would you suggest for someone who's interested in face painting body painting as far as education and you know not necessarily taking classes but how how would you um suggest they get get their education and learn um just from other resources besides education I mean, like, YouTube is so vast. <laughs> there are so many, like, like education-wise, like, you can find anything on YouTube nowadays. But also just going out and playing or going, you know, to your local street fair because you'll notice there's always somebody doing, like, face painting or body painting or anything else like that and checking out, you know, those people because 
they're wildly talented. I mean, that's kind of where I was first inspired. I went and got my face painted when I was like six at a local fair and didn't want to wash it off for four days, you know, because this butterfly was right. so amazing and perfect. <laughs> so like these ladies that do like what some may say are just childish face painting, like these are real works of art too. So even yeah. standing and watching them for a couple hours, I'm sure you could learn a million different things about brush strokes or different brush sizes and what does what and what paints they like and what glitter they like and even just watching somebody else work I think is one of the more inspiring things that's why shows like IMATS are so important right Mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely now listening to you talk about wanting to be more well-rounded and, and listening to some of the things that you want to start begin to start doing do you think film is in your future I hope so. I mean, I think it's kind of part of that is getting over my own sort of insecurities and anxiety and just going out and doing it. But, yeah, I would like to get mm-hmm. into film eventually for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. So are you um, are you going to be on in any of the show circuits? Like are you planning to do any future IMATs this, this year or any other shows coming up? Uh, no plans just yet, but um... – I'm hoping to be coming to a couple more of the Canadian shows for sure. Um, and I would love to be coming to IMAPS in LA, but no plans just yet. But everything is uh, updated through my social media. So you guys can keep updated through there. Uh, absolutely, we will. And last question of the night um, What is your definition of beauty? Oh, man. I mean, it sounds so cliche, but really like confidence. I mean, when you see somebody who just really doesn't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that just, that really, to me, is just so gorgeous. Like, I'll go out and I'm, I'm a huge people watcher and you see people that, you know, obviously do care and they're looking for a little bit more attention and everything else like that. You can tend to roll your eyes at them. And then there's the people that kind of, you know, are a little bit more on the quiet side and they have like that, mm-hmm. that natural confidence and that beauty to them. I mean, those are the people that I end up sort of being like, hey, you want to model sometime? Right. <laughs> you see that uniqueness in them, you know what I mean? Like they have that little right. something different. So, I mean, it's just that <laughs> that self-love and that self-confidence for sure I find is beautiful. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you taking out the time to uh, join us tonight. It was a great conversation. Uh, we'll definitely be following you um, on Instagram and checking out your work and seeing what you have new coming out. Awesome. Well, it's great chatting with you ladies. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you guys for tuning in with us tonight. Uh, We have a very, very early call time in the morning, so we're going to call it a night. You guys will be (laughs) sleeping soundly, and we'll be up (laughs) around 3, (laughs) which is in a few hours trying to get ready to go to set tomorrow. So um, we do appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks again to Leanne Mosley for joining us tonight. Check her out um, on social media at Luster Dust um, and follow her work, Talented Artist. And just, you know, want to encourage all artists out there to be more well-rounded, and especially um, those of us who are working in film and television you know, we're required to do a little bit of everything. Um, on this TV show that we're doing right now, Step Up, um, it's a dance. You know, you know the movies, Step Up the Dance movies, well, they turned it into a television show. 
and we're working on this television show, and already this is, we're still in episode one, actually. We've been working for, what, two weeks now? And we're still in episode one. We're going to finish up episode one tomorrow, but we've been doing a lot of work, blood, bruises, um, scratches, and things like that, as well as face painting. You know, tribal looks for, you know, different things. So um, it just goes to show you that you can go from one in the spectrum to the other. So always do uh, what you can to learn as much as you can. Okay? So, again, thank you guys for tuning in and, and um, taking the time to listen to us tonight. And I'll let my sister Denise tell you guys how to follow us on social media. So if you guys are... Um big Twitter fans, you can follow us. We're at beauty underscore talk on Twitter. If you love Instagram, you can uh, follow us there. We're at beauty underscore talk underscore media. And for those of you who really like Facebook, you can join us at beauty talk online radio. That's our page on Facebook, beauty talk online radio. So, and if you, if you just don't know where to find us and you, you didn't hear any of this information, you can go to Google and you can search uh, Beauty Talk. Uh, you can search Blog Talk Radio Beauty Talk, um, or you can search Denise and Janice Tunnell um, Blog Talk Radio, something like that, and you will find um, exactly where we are on social media. All right. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to you all who are going to listen to tonight's show on the playback. Um, Thank you guys. Appreciate your continued support. And we will be back again next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a wonderful evening, everyone, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night. Good night.